How the heck do I keep my pet calm and safe for the fourth? Hello there, fellow pet lovers, and welcome to lesson number four of season two of the Animal Nutrition Wizard podcast. I am your host and the Animal Nutrition Wizard herself, Trinity. Taking a brief break from our nutrition research series, I am here to provide some guidance, uh, if I can, on a completely different pet-related concern, the holidays. So my fourth lesson is about the fourth, uh, specifically the fourth of July. Helping your pets feel calm and comfortable and stay safe on the fourth of July and other loud holidays is an important responsibility that many pet owners feel anxious about each year, but it doesn't have to be that way. And I'm going to go over some simple tips, tricks, and methods you can use in preparation for loud holidays like New Year's and 4th of July that will alleviate stress for both you and your pet. Before I delve in, however, let's start with the A&W flashcard segment for this episode. I'll give you the front of the flashcard now, and at the end of the episode, I'll reveal the answer on the back. Here we go. The front of the flashcard is the forgotten organ. So what is the forgotten organ? If you listen to lesson 18 of my podcast, you probably know this one, and that was in season one, by the way. Either way, stay tuned to find out at the end of this episode. Now let's talk about having a stress-free fourth, shall we? Priority number one is, of course, the safety of your dog or cat. And the best, most assured way to ensure your pet stays safe during times when fireworks are going off is to keep them inside. And when trips outside are absolutely necessary, such as taking your dog out to potty, ensure they are leashed and wearing a collar with an up-to-date ID tag. The loud and sudden sounds of the social gatherings that occur on holidays like the 4th of July, as well as the bright lights and unpredictability that comes along with them can be especially stressful and or scary for many dogs, cats, and people. And sadly, as a result, more lost and runaway animals end up in shelters on the 5th of July than any other day of the year. In fact, roughly 30% of all lost pet incidents each year are the product of pets that are let outside during the evening of the 4th. So while you may want to have your pooch join in on the celebrations, it's a much safer bet to keep them safely inside during this particular holiday. Now, this brings us to a particularly important tip as well, which is Well, what do you do when your pet is pacing, whining, meowing, etc., and you want to comfort them? Uh, The best thing you can do is to resist that urge. I know it's really hard. When my dog seems perturbed about something, the first thing I want to do is hold her and stroke her and let her know everything is okay. And that is a perfectly natural inclination. It's because you love and care about your pet, but it's also one of the worst actions we can take during this holiday, especially if it's your pet's first 4th of July experience. Far more effective and much better for your pet's mental state is for you and any other family members in the house to stay relaxed, 
act normal and calm like nothing bad is happening because it's not. Just act like it's another regular night. Do your normal activities as best you can. When something new or concerning is happening, your pet is going to look to you for your reaction. So cuddling them and trying to console them actually gives your pet the message that there is indeed something to be worried about. Don't give them that message. Instead, tell your dog or your cat through normal, calm actions and praising them when they act normal and calm that there is nothing to fear. This is especially effective for a younger pet who is experiencing the noise of fireworks for the first time, but it does help with older, more experienced pets as well. So what else can you do to really set your pet up for success on the 4th of July? Other great effective methods include exercising your pet well before the fireworks begin. Essentially, the goal is to have them tuckered out and lacking the energy to get really nervous if possible. Having a good long walk with your dog or 15 to 20 minutes of continuous playtime with your kitty during the day will make them much more likely to relax at night. Get a lot of that energy out. Also, provide them with a fun distraction. Giving your pets something to focus on besides all the noise going on outside is a great way to decrease stress for the holiday. Basically, your aim here is to redirect their attention and therefore reduce or prevent anxiety to a favorite chew or toy. Many pets are pretty good at tuning out their surroundings, including noises and activities going on around them when they are focused on something that they really enjoy. Additionally, chewing is a therapeutic activity for dogs, which releases endorphins and relieves stress. This is why providing a particularly well thought out chew for a dog with separation anxiety is such an effective method for many anxious dog owners who train their dogs to be okay with them leaving the house for a few hours. If you need or just would like any tips or ideas for appropriate chews for your dog or good playtime options for your cat, please reach out to me for some personalized options since every pet is different. Another technique to reducing your pet's stress is providing a buffer against the loud noises occurring outside. Close the windows, close the doors, and turn on a radio or TV at normal levels. There's no need to blast them. Your pet's ears are super sensitive, and you can even create a safe, cozy, sound-buffered space for them ahead of time in a bedroom or an office or a laundry room with some toys and treats to distract them. If your pet has a favorite blanket, pillow, bed, chew, etc., gather up all of these in the quietest room in the house and dim the lights. Having a den-like place with familiar objects to go to can be very comforting. Some dogs and cats also respond well to anxiety-reducing clothing. Basically, swaddling them in a vest or shirt of some sort or using a natural comative before the noises begin can make a real difference. There are some products you can purchase for the anxiety-reducing clothing, but any kind of a tight-fitting shirt will do. Again, if you are interested in learning more about these options or need some product recommendations, please feel free to reach out to me and I will happily assist you in finding a good option for your pet. And that covers all of the basics. I can always provide more details and personalized recommendations to anyone who'd like some more information on this. 
I'm going to give you a quick summary now of the tips and methods I've just shared with you. Keep your pets inside. When they must be outside, keep them leashed. Ensure they're wearing their ID tag and ensure the information on their ID tag is up to date. If your dog or cat somehow ends up getting lost, this is how they're likely to get back to you. Microchips can be helpful, but not every place checks for them. Exercise them during the day so they can relax easier at night. Resist the temptation to cuddle and console them. Instead, act calm and natural, giving them the message that there's nothing to worry about. Provide a fun distraction such as a favorite chew or treats. Give them a safe space to stay in and provide a buffer to the outside noise. Lastly, consider using, for those especially sensitive pets, natural calmatives or anxiety-reducing clothing, or in some cases both. And again, you can reach out to me personally for more information or recommendations. Uh, the best way to reach me is at my email address, which is trinity, spelled T-R-Y-N-I-T-I, at animalnutritionwizard.org. Now, we've reached the end of today's episode, so I'm going to share the back of the flashcard with you. The front of the flashcard, you might remember, was the forgotten organ. What is it? The back of the flashcard with the answer is the microbiome. The microbiome is, in a reductionist-style nutshell, a complex population of microorganisms that live in and on our bodies and keep us healthy. So that's the end of the episode, folks. I do hope you found this helpful, informative, and enjoyable to listen to. And I want to thank you for your support and your time. And uh, keep your ears to the ground for the next A&W lesson. Until next time, remember, nutrition is magic. Hey, listener and wizard in training. I'd like to tell you a bit about the host of this podcast, Trinity Thresher. Trinity is an independently certified pet nutrition specialist and coach. She would like to invite you to visit her website at animalnutritionwizard.org where you can schedule a consult with her or purchase a food analysis from one of her three comprehensive packages. Her credentials include six years experience working under Dr. Katie Miller DVM, maintained certifications from canine nutritionist Nina Liu and Dr. Jean Dodds, as well as educators Holly and Hugo and several certifications from Dogs Naturally Pro courses created by Dr. Marion Smart. The wizard performs ongoing study and dedicates much of her time to advancing her learning and understanding of biology, immunology, animal physiology, and nutrition. She provides coaching, consultations, guides, and free weekly Q&A sessions. Her ultimate goal is to create a certification program designed for members of the pet food industry that, once certified, would provide them with the Animal Nutrition Wizard's seal of approval, which could be labeled directly on packaging or on their website. This seal would be one of the best ways for pet owners to quickly recognize a food, treat, or supplement as safe and healthy and has met the standards of an independent third-party certifier. Optimal nutrition and the well-being of your pets is the sole focus of the Animal Nutrition Wizard. 
Her dream is to empower pet owners everywhere and create pet nutrition wizards out of every dog and cat owner. Your support is the driving force that helps to maintain and grow these goals and dreams. Thank you.